When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In Scottish tradition, there's always been that tradition of showing strength. In Aberdeenshire, there are two stones referred to as the Dinny Stones. They have a combined weight of 733 pounds or 332.5 kilograms, with the largest of those two stones weighing 414 pounds or 188 kilograms. They were used as counterweights while maintaining a local bridge, but one day Scottish strongman Donald Dinney carried both stones the width of that bridge. The width was 17 feet or 5.2 metres and he gave the stones their name. This happened in 1860, but for at least 800 years there had been a long-running tradition in this Scottish Highlands for the showing of strength and skill. Join me, Owen Innes, on episode number 30 of the Scottish History Podcast as we learn this week about the Scottish Highland Games. Highland Games are events that take place in either spring or summer as a homage to Scottish and Celtic culture. The events have many different aspects to them including the heavy events which are usually displays of strength. There is also dance and music. The Cowell Highland Games which takes place in Danoon is the largest games in the world with over 3,500 participants and around 25,000 spectators. However, other games around the world have more spectators, but much less participants. The more modern version of the Highland Games that we see today, as usual, was reinvented in the Victorian times, long after the Highland clearances. The first record though in history was in the 11th century, when King Malcolm III called for a race to take place by running up a mountain near Braemar. The winner of this race would be the king's new royal messenger. It is thought though that gatherings featuring music, dance and shows of strength had been happening in the highlands of Scotland much previous to this. A document exists from 1703 where the clan Grant was summoned to a gathering 
They were ordered to wear their highland dress and to bring their guns, pistols, swords and dirks. This would indicate that shows of arms were also displayed at these highland gatherings. For many people, the main part of the games is known as the heavies or the heavy events. These are traditional feats of strength that are synonymous with the Highland Games. The caber toss is probably the most famous. This is where a log of larch weighing 80 kilograms or 175 pounds and at a length of roughly 20 feet or 6 meters is grabbed from the bottom and taken across your shoulder, carried a distance and then thrown so that the caber or log turns end over end. It is not about who throws it the farthest, but just about the rotation. The straightest end over end toss scores the highest within the competition. The cable toss probably derived from lumberjacks at work or even just competing for fun. Another familiar event is the stone pit. This is very similar to the shot pit in Olympic events. However, instead of using a steel ball which has been carefully measured in weight, the stone put event is with an ordinary stone weighing anywhere between 16 to 26 pounds or 7 to 11 kilograms for men's events and between 8 and 18 pounds or 3.6 to 8 kilograms for women's events. There are also differing rules with some events allowing a run-up and somewhere you have to throw from a stationary position. Somewhere near Rob Roy McGregor's gravesite is a boulder called Rob Roy's Putting Stone. Allegedly, Rob Roy used it for stone putting. I'll let you decide on that. It's that big that it has trees growing out it. I don't think Rob Roy could have picked that up. So next up on the list of events is the weight throw. This again is familiar to most as the hammer throw in Olympic style events. The main difference though is that you can only use one hand. The weight throw is split into two separate events. You've got the light weight, which weighs 28 pounds or 12.7 kilograms for men, and 14 pounds, which is 6.3 kilograms for women. And then the heavy weights. These are 56 pounds or 25.4 kilograms for men, and 28 pounds, the 17.7 kilograms for the women's event. The participant throws the weight which is attached to a stick much like a medieval mace and is thrown one-handed from a rectangular area. You get three attempts in order to do it and the furthest one this time is the winner. Weight over height is the next event and this one to me is probably the most scariest of them all. This is where you take a weight and it's the same heavy weights as in the weight throw. And from a standing position, you one-handedly pick up the weight, swing it between your legs for momentum, and throw it up and over your head, over a height bar. The bar gets higher and higher until there is a winner. Another event is the sheaf toss, which is very similar to this, but instead of using the weight, you use a pitchfork which has a hessian sack on the end of it, which weighs anywhere between 16 pounds, 7 kilograms or so, and you throw that sack using the pitchfork up and over your head. Don't know about you, but I would rather a 7 kilogram bag of straw landing on my head than a 12 
0.7 kilogram metal weight landing on top of my head. Now the next event is in Gaelic, so it's the, the, the name comes up in Gaelic. However, I could not find a clear pronunciation of the word, so I'm just going to use the English translation. Um, and it also, in a way, kind of maybe describes me in a way. Uh, the English translation of this next game is Lazy Stick. I certainly am a bit lazy. This is an event where two competitors sit on the ground, they face each other, and they rest each other's feet against the others. They then both grab a stick, and they pull apart until one competitor is lifted off the ground. It's actually quite fun to watch. You can get videos on YouTube. I, I, I sat and watched them for about 10 minutes and laughed quite uh, quite heavily. Uh, the last uh, game that I think most people would be familiar with is, of course, A Tug of War. Now, I really shouldn't need to explain what A Tug of War is, should I? But I will anyway. Uh, you've got six men per team, and then an additional one stands at the side and basically shouts encouragement. You know, pull. Uh, so you've got... 12 men, 6 on each side, hodding a big bit of rope. They've got a pool. Whoever pulls the other team over into the big vat of mud that sits in the middle is essentially the winner. Aside from these events, plenty else is happening. Dance in the forms of traditional Highland dancing, and of course Cayley or Scottish country dancing, like the Gay Gordons or the Dashing White Sergeant. Music usually provided by a Cayley band featuring accordion, guitar, bodram, and of course lots of whooping. And of course the bagpipes and pipe bands. All day long versions can be heard of Scotland the Brave and Amazing Grace, to the point your ears will be ringing for the next three weeks afterwards. Now amongst all of this as well there will be stalls selling traditional wares, food, clothing, jewellery etc. Sometimes shows of sheepdog trials and cattle herding can be seen also. If you would like to see a Highland Games, then probably wherever you live, you will find the Highland Games taking place somewhere near you. For example, in Germany, there are 48 Highland Games taking place there every single year. From my quick research, I don't think there's even that many happening in Scotland. So you can always get to see your Highland Games no matter where you are. Uh, they are good fun to sit and watch, I'm not going to lie. Um, but it's not something that that many of us go to on a regular basis. Um, unless, of course, they, they do happen in your particular area in Scotland, then it's not something that you, would say, that you would see an awful lot of. So, folks, that's all I've got for you this week. Episode number 30, uh, quite a short one, it seems. Um... I was thinking for kind of the next episode or so, I was going to maybe talk about food. So if you've got any suggestions for any Scottish foods that you would like to hear about, I know that uh, I've got a couple of listeners on the podcast I want to hear a little bit about uh, Iron Brew and things like that. Um, if you haven't already, go and check out the video that I made. If, uh, if you're starting to get a little bit cold, go and check out the video I made about making some tatty and leek soup which is, of course, potato and leek soup. Um, I always thought that it was a kind of Scottish dish. It's something that I've always had at Christmas time and New Year time and stuff like that. 
however, it turns out that it might actually be Welsh. And uh, for anybody who's kind of in the know, my name's Owen, and Owen is a Welsh name, so my roots kind of go back to Wales as well. So, um, you know, I think as I said in the video, you know, my name's Welsh, but I'm Scottish, so I can kind of uh, accept both. Um, so yeah, go and check that out. Uh, I was also thinking about maybe doing a live stream at some point, but I'll probably mention that on the social medias, so the social media channels. As usual, we've got Facebook, so facebook.com forward slash Scott History Pod. On the Twitter, Twitter is at Scott History Pod. And Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Scott History Pod. All of the links, etc., that you're going to need, however, can be found on the main website, which is www.scotthistorypod.com. If you head over onto there, you can send me a message, obviously, as well. If you want to just send me an email off your own back, if you don't want to go and find the website, it's uh, scotthistorypod at gmail.com and things like that. Please keep in touch, folks. I really enjoy getting your emails and responding to them uh, all the time. So, uh, And uh, lastly, as per usual, the last thing which I'll mention is if uh, for any reason you wish to support the podcast, if you're enjoying the podcast and you can spare a couple of quid every month. Um, you can become a patron of the podcast. Uh, Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Scott History Pod. And on there you can donate uh, £1 or £3 per month to the podcast. It helps with the running costs and inevitably things like uh, advertising and stuff like that. So, folks, thank you very, very much for listening. It's been another pleasure, and I will speak to you again next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.